One thing about mama, she is going to make sure that everyone else is taken care of before she even thinks about treating herself. So if you are looking for the perfect gift to make mom feel special this Mother's Day, make sure you check out the Mega Moisture Duo from Osea Malibu because body care is self-care. Since 1996, Osea has been making clean, clinically proven, seaweed-infused skincare. So this Mother's Day, treat mom to the everyday spa experience she deserves. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code GSPP at OseaMalibu.com. Plus, you'll get free samples with every order and free shipping on orders over $60. Head to OseaMalibu.com and use code GSPP for 10% off. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Come on, let's work, let's You can wish for it, or you can work for it. You gotta work for greatness. If you ain't working, you should be working. Let's work. These are the confessions of a workaholic. Workaholic. Welcome to Confessions of a Workaholic, where we share the success secrets of fearless female entrepreneurs who are obsessed with success. This is your girl, Coriel. So excited to have you back for another week to get up close and personal with another boss. This week is brought to you by Work, Pray, Slay Weekend, which returns to ATL October 31st through November 3rd. For details on how you can attend the biggest and best women's weekend of the year, be sure to log on to WorkPraySlay.com. So today we are talking to Danny Rivers Mitchell. Danny is the founder and creator of Black Girls Travel 2, which is a social travel network that creates uh, responsible travel experiences domestically and internationally. Since being founded in 2015, Black Girls Travel 2 has now matured into curating more specific experiences by creating experiences for travelers with locals and local establishments in mind. Danny, are you ready to confess? Yes, I am. So I always like to start the conversation by asking what you started your career doing, because I always find it so interesting how our purpose tends to lead us away from our profession. So what did you actually start out doing? Wow. First and foremost, let me just say thank you so much for having me. I'm just so stoked to uh, have this opportunity to speak to you today. And believe it or not, I first started out in the military. (laughs) 
So that's not unrelated from travel, though. That's, that's a big part of it, right? Well, you know what? At the time, I didn't realize it. At, at the time, you know, when I went into the military, it was all about being a soldier, serving my country. And so I didn't connect the two, uh, to the two, uh, you know, my job and travel at that time. I had no idea what I was doing. I was young. I wanted out of Mobile, Alabama. And so I just joined the military and signed up for any job that I qu- was able to qualify for. And to be fun, uh, to be to be funny, it's like logistics. So logistics, when I think about it now, it was a part of travel, but at the time I didn't connect the two. So would you say that your experience in the military kind of uh, showed you, you know, this passion for travel, or you got like your first taste of, you know, being interested in going to these new places through your career in the military? Absolutely not. I would have to really take it uh, further back than that. Um, I grew up in an overlooked and underserved community raised by a single parent. Um, My mother, shout out to her. She was absolutely phenomenal. And um, she is just my role model and I champion her every day. Um, But within that environment, I never wanted to do anything because I didn't know that I could. And within the seventh grade, there was a counselor that came into my life and she put together a trip to Washington, D.C. So for someone to grow up in a challenging environment where every day you saw, you know, just people, you know, basically just uh, existing versus living, that experience of this counselor coming to my school, putting it together, a trip to D.C. and taking us on this uh, this experience changed my entire life. So if I had to say what was that one thing that propelled me to where I am today, it, I would have to go all the way back to the seventh grade. It was because of Miss Luggood putting that experience together. Uh, taking me to uh, Washington, D.C., where I saw people of color that look successful. I saw people of color walking out of beautiful buildings and stepping out of beautiful cars. And within the environment that I resided in in Mobile, Alabama, I never seen that. So right then and there, I became inspired because of my exposure. I love it. Shout out to the teachers out there that are literally changing lives, the teachers, the counselors that are changing lives on a daily basis. And coming coming from, you know, the classroom background, I can definitely attest to um, literally being able to change a life just by exposing them to something. Um, if you don't know it's possible, you can't ever seek to, you know, to attain it because you just don't even know that it exists. Um, And so I I know that so many people out there can relate to um, seeing something for the first time and realizing, okay, I can do this too. This is possible. This does exist for someone like me. Um, And and shout out to Miss Lugood. She ain't even, she got your neck. Look, she ain't forgot about you. You done changed her life. I love it. Um, Okay. So one of my absolute favorite podcast episodes is with my girl, Rachel Hill of Rachel Travels, right? One of my favorite people in the whole wide world. And when I asked her um, why she thought travel was so important for Black women specifically, she talked a lot about um, the perception that people have about us all over the world. You know, like the love and hip hop perception. I think she even mentioned specifically like the fact that she saw tip drill videos being played all around the world and that that is what people um, identify Black women as being like, as doing. Have you experienced this and why do you think that it's so important that we as Black women get out and see the world? 
I will say I have not experienced that. But one of the one of the things that I can say in terms of travel, it has given me the ability to find my truth. You know, when we're growing up, oftentimes we adopt the opinions of others and that becomes our reality. And so traveling has exposed me to so many different things that now I know the truth to, if that makes sense, right? We're taught that the sky is blue, right? The sky may not even be blue, but as far as I know still today, it's blue. But there's many things that I have been told in the past, you know, um, based upon fear, you know, from our loved ones. And once I started traveling, I identified that a lot of things that were shared with me and that was taught to me was not true. And so that's why I'm so adamant about traveling because I get to create my own truths and I also get to rewrite the narrative every single day. You know what? That is so true. And I think often um, the people who are closest to us, they, they want to protect us. They want to keep us safe. And so uh, trying this new thing, going this new place, leaving the country, leaving the comfort zone is often not the safe thing. And so they want to shield us, you know, from the, um, from the unknown. And I, not even necessarily related to travel, but there's definitely some things that I have just sat and thought about, like, my mama knows she was lying when she said X, Y, like, I, you know, like now that I'm grown and I think back. So this is my challenge to everybody listening. Take some time to just think about some of the things that you are still believing. 30 plus years old, still holding on to some of these things that we may have been taught that were literally not necessarily trying to lie to us or, you know, but they were trying to keep us safe. They didn't, they wanted to protect us. So take a moment to think about that. But that is a really good, um, you know, a good point that you do get to see what's real, not what Hollywood wants us to believe, not what the system, the government, the media wants us to believe. You get to learn those things. Absolutely. absolutely. And if I could also add one of the, one of the things that I also know is about travel. Travel has made me more compassionate. It has mm-hmm. made me more patient. Like you, if you travel, you need patience. And, and I love deeper, you know, and, and things that I took for granted as a child, I no longer take those things for granted. Like I uh, traveled to Guatemala and uh, on a volunteerism trip and I went into one of the most rural areas of Guatemala, Guatemala, where they're still walking, you know, where there's no cars, they're still walking, they have horses, it's horseback, you know, and women are running the household while their, you know, spouse or significant other is away trying to make money. And they are living in shacks and makeshift houses. And the world that I live in now I couldn't even just, you know, conceptualize how is this possible? And so being able to see, um, being able to see different things such as that, like when I grew up in the hood, I thought that was the worst case scenario. But there are people out here that are living way worse, but they're happy. Like no one was sad. And so I... From those experiences, I have honestly became more compassionate and I view people totally different now because of travel. So is that why it's important within your brand that you are creating these uh, more local experiences? Because I'm not going to lie. Like, let me let me just say this. Your girl girl likes to get busy at the beach. All right. It's different types of travelers out here. I am not the local village girl, even though my man is challenging me. He is testing my comfort zone lower every chance he gets. But that's not my my go-to. My go-to is the beach and the spa and, you know, the, the four by four, whatever, that kind of thing. 
if is that why it's important for you to really curate this other um this more local authentic in the village with the people type of experience because you have learned so much and you know it's been so valuable for you talk to us a little bit about the experiences that you are taking other women Listen, you're tugging on the heart right now. You're tugging on the heart. Absolutely. Um, you know, when I first started traveling, don't get me wrong, Hilton's Honor, uh, you know, member and all of that, girl, you know, I hit up Vegas and be standing at Cosmopolitan. And a girl loves the Cosmopolitan. <laughs> well, let me be very clear uh, with you. Just here in the past couple years, I wanted something different. And, 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 and I was hungry and I was thirsty for a different type of experience. And one of the things that I like to pat myself on the back is that um, I meet people where they are and I treat everyone the same, whether you are a homeless person on the street or you are the minister of, of, of education in Barbados, I treat you the same, you know, with respect. And so I wanted to offer something totally different, something totally new that will cause a shift. Travel saved my life, Coriel. I, like I told you from the beginning that I was raised in an underserved, overlooked community by a single parent. Me and my brother are 11 months apart. Same mother, same father. However, I went left and he went right. My brother is in prison for life and he will never get out. And I don't take, I don't take where I am for granted. And so I'm thinking, and this is what I this is what I thought about when I started Black Girls Travel too. What if I do, or what if I did exactly what Miss Lovegood did for me, but on a more deeper and larger level? I'm duplicating what someone created for myself, if that makes sense. I'm looking for that little girl. <sighs> Sorry. But I get really passionate about my craft because I do this for real. I'm looking for that little girl who is me, whether she's an adult now, whether she's in her 30s, her 40s, her 50s, or even if she's a teenager like I was. I'm looking for her in every single trip I put together, in every single experience I curate. I'm looking to save that girl. Because someone played full out within their life and saved me. And so I understand what it means to go into a destination and to dive deeper. And what I mean when I say dive deeper, meaning, let's take, for instance, Barbados, because that is, that is my heart. That is, that is where my heart is. And I do a lot of work in Barbados. When I first started going to Barbados, I would stay all over the island in these amazing villas and hotels and things like that. What I started to learn as I dove deeper is that the average hotel in Barbados is not owned by a Barbadian. The money comes into the establishment and out of the island. A lot of people don't know that Barbados is still considered a third world country. And I had to really sit down and really think about, okay, how do we get the money, the tourist dollar, over to these overlooked and other underserved communities? You know, just this past weekend, I was in Barbados and I was in this community where I was serving and a little girl had a shirt on and the shirt says, said, take me to paradise. This little girl is nine years old. And I looked at her and I said, why do you have that shirt on? And she said, you don't like my shirt? I said, no, no, no. I love it. 
I said, but do you, do you realize you're in paradise? And she was like, no, I'm not in paradise. I don't live in paradise. The world looks at Barbados as paradise, but the locals do not. That baffled me, but that also uh, allowed me to really think to, think to myself to say, you know what? I'm on the right path. I, I am doing what I'm actually supposed to do, what God has created for me to do. I'm on the right path in terms of how I curate our experiences at Black Girls Travel too, to allow people to dive deeper. When we dive deeper into the culture of any destination, we're deliberately putting money back into the locals' pocket. We go into these neighborhoods and we would go and eat at a rum shop. And, and a rum shop is very traditional to Barbados. Of course, they have spirits, but they also serve food and snacks and things like that. Well, that money goes directly back into the hands of that business owner within that community and not necessarily to um, the Hilton, if you will, or to the Marriott, if you will, where that money comes into the hotel and back out of the country. We're all about sustainable travel. And one of the things that we really have to realize quicker, sooner, faster is that we the, the truth of the matter is if it wasn't for the people, we can never fall in love with the destination. It's the people of that destination that makes that destination worthwhile. Hopefully that makes sense. Listen, I'm over here really questioning my life. Uh, <laughs> that makes so much sense. And I love how it's literally you duplicating what was done for you. You know, you literally um, recreating this experience that you had that saved you. I love it. I love it. I love it. So tell us, um, what are some of the experiences that you are curating, have curated? Are, do you specifically focus on Barbados or are you all over? We're actually all over. So right now we have four signature experiences live on blackgirlstravel2.com. And our first trip for 2019 is Barbados Volunteerism Experience. So Black Girls Travel 2 just created at the top of 2018 a philanthropic arm, which is called Serving in Paradise Foundation. And basically what that is, is we go into overlooked and underserved, underserved, underserved communities, excuse me, and we resuscitate them. We do beautification projects. We mentor um, challenged youth. We go into the schools and we speak. We do painting projects with uh, within the schools and things like that. And so I am really pushing, excuse me, this new style of travel, if you will, <coughs> excuse me, where we're able to vacation and serve at the same time. So that's exactly what serving in paradise is. Pardon me. I have a little cough. <coughs> so our second experience is Cuba. Cuba is um, May the 3rd. And my voice is breaking because of my cough. Uh, our second experience, which is um, our signature experience, is Cuba. This experience is like no other. And a lot of people are afraid, you know, uh, because of the scare tactics from the current administration. But we're, we are able to travel to Cuba as long as we are going under the people-to-people -people general license. So Black Girls Travel 2 is headed back to Cuba for the third time. And this experience is like no other experience that we offer. Nine days, eight nights, we live amongst Cubans. They prepare breakfast for us. They tell us the history of Cuba. And you would be surprised 
how conflicting stories between what we learned in school and what actually happened in Cuba. I mean, I left there so enriched and empowered uh, and I actually adore the Cuban people and they adore us. So that experience, we not only go to Havana, we do Cienfuegos, Santa Clara, Trinidad, Vanales, and the list goes on and on. And um, Cuba is actually one of the largest Caribbean islands. A lot of people don't realize that. And it's, it's quite gorgeous and very easy to commute to. Our third experience is uh, this summer. It's uh, to London with a day trip to Paris. And so that experience can be compared to any other experience. Uh, it's, it's amazing. It will be our third year returning to uh, London. And it's, uh, it's one of our feature trips. Everyone absolutely loved this trip. And our last signature experience for the year uh, of 2019 is, of course, back to Barbados, but for a totally different experience uh, compared to our other experiences, it's crop over. It's like our only experience where I'm okay with a turn up vibe. This is a high energy experience. This is from one party to the next type of experience. It's not a lot of land on the beach. That's why we decided to add an extra day so everyone could just chill out and gather themselves before leaving the island and headed back home. It is a festival of all festivals. Nothing but dancing, partying, and bonding culturally, all of that in Barbados. I absolutely love it. So there's definitely different types of travel. There's something for everyone. Um, one thing that I have tried, it was on my bucket list. I tried it. Uh, I don't know if I'm going to do it again. But that was solo travel. And I know that you are a solo traveling sister. <laughs> um, what advice can you give? Because I don't have any. I didn't. I tried it, didn't like it. I probably did it all wrong. But what advice can you give for someone who would love to at least experience it once? So what's the best advice just for solo travel, period? And then can you suggest maybe a destination that would be good for your first um, solo experience? Okay, so... <laughs> When people ask, and I'm asked this question uh, quite often, when people ask this question, I recommend that they travel with a group first if they have never traveled before. So they can utilize that group, you know, as, as a crutch, if you will, to learn the do's and don'ts, wills and wants, and to become very familiar with navigating through the airport, navigating through, you know, different destinations and things like that. You know, start to develop your certain behaviors that you would like to execute when you travel. Now, for me, I left home really early, you know, so I did that on my own, but I was never alone because I was in the, the military. So I will say I learned a lot of things from the military in terms of who I was and being comfortable uh, with navigating, you know, through this world, you know, by myself, if you will. So in terms of a destination that would be friendly for solo travel, I think London is ideal. Um, London is very similar to New York. But, but of course, more cleaner and a little bit more friendlier. And I love New York. I've always wanted to live in New York, but it just reminds me of New York. So and it's easy to navigate. There's not a language barrier at all. Um, and they're very welcoming. Uh, another place I would say is uh, Barbados. <laughs> and, I, you know, I love Barbados, but um, 
I would highly recommend Barbados. But I always try to tell people, you know, we're quick to run to the Caribbean. And it's only like a skip, hop, and a jump away. Kind of push yourself. Jump off the cliff and develop your wings on the way down. Put yourself in a totally different environment. Although in London they speak English, you know, they, they say words that are totally different. You know, and so that stretches you. You, you. you eat differently. The food is totally different over in, in London. You know, whereas, you know, you're in the Caribbean, you may get something that's very similar to, you know, your, your local eats back home. Um, so those are my... Uh, my two recommendations, London and Barbados. Now, one of the reasons why I am all about uh, local, um, me being a solo travel traveler and doing it locally uh, with local people is that um, there are some perks to solo travel. You don't have to check in with anyone. You don't have to, you don't have to figure, you don't have to wonder whether or not if someone would like to do this or do that. When I solo travel, I wake up when I want to wake up. If I want to go sit in a coffee shop for eight hours and drink coffee and work on my book or watch a couple of Netflix episodes, I don't have to worry about someone else's feelings. I just met this gentleman by the name of Kelly in Barbados who was fishing. And I was watching him. It's an older man. He's like 72 years old. I so I, I met this guy by the name of Kelly, who's a fisherman. He's about 71, 72 years old. And he always fish at the top of the Gap, which is St. Lawrence Gap, which is a very popular tourist uh, location in Barbados. And uh, I just was watching him and I watched him because I saw this older man and I just love his work ethic. And I started to engage in a conversation with him. And the next thing I know, he's like, would you like some fish? And I'm like, uh, no, where will I take this fish to prepare? And he was like, oh, no, you can just come to my house and I'll cook it there. Well, I don't recommend everyone <laughs> doing this, but because I felt very comfortable and Barbadian people are just friendly like that, it was literally a two-minute walk and I went to this man's home um, and met with his family, his daughters, his uh, sons, his grandchildren. Next thing you know, they're frying fish they are collecting breadfruit from the trees, boiling it down and frying it. And we had a party, literally, because I was there. And so now every time I go back to Barbados, I look for him and I go and see him. And those are the kind of things that when you're with a group, they may not be, you know, game to do. When you're a solo traveler, you get to do what you want to do, how you want to do it, when you want to do it, and who you want to do it with if that makes sense. Definitely, definitely makes sense. Um, it sounds like you got to be a people person, though, because I don't know if I would have met Carrie. Yeah, see? <laughs> see? So, so again, there's something for everybody and everything ain't for everybody. I love having these conversations because you get these new perspectives. I would have been a homegirl that's like, girl, you know we're not about to go to Carrie's house. Stop mm -hmm. it. You would have been mad at me. So see, see, that's why solo travel comes in handy. <laughs> um, okay, so I know that you have literally been all around the world. So I thought it would be cool to have you share your top recommendation for some of these um, destinations, like your favorite thing to do. So I'm just going to name a destination and you just tell us the best thing, hands down, you got to do if you go there. All right. All right. So first up is South Africa. Ooh, food. Ethiopian food is so good. Like I've had it before in DC, but oh my God, 
oh my God, it was so good over in South Africa, food and dancing. I love it. All right. So Ethiopian food and dancing, ladies. Uh, Barbados, what's the best of the best? Ah, Why would you do this to me? That is hard. Uh, The best of the best in Barbados. Uh, uh, Engaging with locals. Yeah, engaging with locals is the best thing that you could ever do in Barbados. As simple as that. And they are everywhere. Okay. Engage. All right. Look for Carrie. He's out there with the fish. Um, Korea. What about Korea? Korea. Oh my goodness. Okay. So I lived in Korea two years uh, shopping, uh, but you gotta be, you gotta be small. You gotta be petite. I'm petite. I'm five, two hundred and thirty ish some pounds. Yeah. You gotta be small, but the shopping is nothing to be played with. You can get your custom outfit made like in 30 minutes. Wow. Okay. Australia. Ooh. Okay. It's far, but it's beautiful. Uh, I would say you must visit Brisbane. Brisbane, Australia. Uh, they have a man-made beach in the heart of downtown. I sat there for days on end, just relaxing and eating and connecting with uh, European travelers from all over the world. All right. And last but not least, my favorite place, Amsterdam. <laughs> okay. So believe it or not, because and, and People are not going to believe this. When I go to Amsterdam, I am hands down the biggest foodie ever. Dutch pancakes. Oh, yes. I can't pronounce it, but they are so good. Pancakes has the best Dutch pancakes. So when I tell people this about Amsterdam, it was like, so you mean you didn't go to the like the little red light district? Nah. Nah, I've been there before previously, but hands down, um... I love the canal. You must see the canals. They're beautiful. Uh, but the food and the bitter ballons are like these little fried pork balls. I can eat those. Oh, my God. And a, and a Heineken, because Heineken, you know, it, it, it's a, a Dutch beer. Ha- the Heineken in um, Amsterdam and food is all you need. I all love it. <laughs> All right. Hopefully y'all have been taking notes. I know that I have. Um, I want to switch gears a little bit, though, and talk about your entrepreneurial journey, because um, one thing that you have mastered and I know I, we never feel like we've mastered it, but you've mastered. Right. The the being able to figure out what you're passionate about and turn it into a paycheck. Right. You've been able to build a business serving right? You're, you're serving, but you, you're getting paid at the same time. Yeah. So what's your best advice for someone who feels like they've discovered their purpose? Like they know what they're passionate about, but they don't know how to get paid from it. Mm, my best advice for someone who has discovered their purpose, um, run like hell. And what I mean by that, early mornings, late nights, put in the work. There's no shortcuts to success. Um, connect with the right people uh, that are able to get you from A to B. And I'm not talking about from a usury standpoint. Uh, Investing yourself. The biggest, whoo, the biggest thing that I have ever done that has really propelled me forward in this space of um, entrepreneurship, because there's a difference between being self-employed and being a true entrepreneur. Um, I invested in myself. I worked with some of the best coaches. I had some of the best mentors from Zig Ziglar working, um, working uh, beside him uh, during my coaching uh, 
uh, career, our era, if you will, uh, bless his soul, uh, he's no longer with us. I've studied under uh, Les Brown and Lisa Nichols and, 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 and Stacia Pierce, and the list goes on and on and on. You have to invest in yourself. And I find that oftentimes when people want to step out in the space of entrepreneurship, they want it for free. Well, there's nothing free. It's just like when you go to college, you spend hundreds of thousands of dollars for a degree in a, in a certain uh, area or subject. You have to do the same thing in the space of entrepreneurship and you have to continuously keep growing or you will be left behind. Does that make sense? Definitely makes sense. Got to invest in yourself. And I love that you talk about making the connections um, because we always talk about the importance of your people. I know, you know, that relationships are really crucial to your career. What would be like your best advice for starting and nurturing relationships that could potentially turn into partnerships? Um, Before reaching out to the individual, study them from afar. Not from a standpoint of jacking or, 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 or copying them, but getting to know that person from a standpoint of their work ethic, um, how they uh, push out content, how they communicate with their audience. Because a lot of times we be, we be in awe, especially in this era of social media, we see someone be like, oh, we like their, their hair. Okay, I want them to mentor me. And you don't even really know that person. Then you try to engage in a collaboration and it falls south because you didn't do your due diligence in terms of research. Um, but especially in this season uh, moving forward, I am looking for how, um, you know, p- potential um, collaborative uh, opportunities um, within certain people that I admire. I'm doing a full scope. I'm watching how they communicate with their audience. I'm watching how they promote their product. Um, I'm watching uh, how often they show up even for themselves and their product. You know, I'm looking for people that are not taking any days off. I take my business seriously and I'm only going to collaborate with individuals that take their business seriously as well. And so we have to do our due diligence Uh, before uh, actually reaching out. Once you find an ideal person, then you need to, especially from a mentor uh, standpoint, you need to come up with three to five questions or three to five ways you wish for that person to assist you. And you send an email, not a DM, not a text message, but a, a, an email introducing who you are, what you are, what you stand for, where you're headed, and how you would like to uh, collaborate, partner with them, or ask them for mentorship. And then you, you display those three to five questions. So they're very clear on what it is that you want for them. And then they're able to make an informed decision on if they can help you or not. Got it. And I love it. Um, And I love that you mentioned, you know, studying them and not just being so superficial, not just thinking, okay, this girl can dress. She needs to be my coach or she needs to be my mentor. Like really looking at the character um, of people is so important um, aside from just whatever you think that they've attained or, you know, how they how they appear to be on the outside. looking at. And here's the thing. I'm speaking from experience because I, I, I love and I adore black women. And I'm quick to say, oh my God, her hair is so pretty. And then she just so happened to be a coach. Oh my goodness, I, I need to coach up under her. So I'm nope. speaking from experience. <laughs> yeah. So when you know better, you do better, and then you share the information and you move forward. 
Absolutely. Okay, so can't let you um, leave without talking about brand partnerships because it's uh, it's a question that we all have. We all, like, I can't tell you how many times people ask me and I'm like, girl, I ain't got the keys. So whenever I get a chance to talk to someone who does, gotta ask. There's so many aspiring um, influencers, right? This whole influencer um, blogger, like this whole thing, I feel like in the last couple of years has just become a real career, no shade. Cause it is like real coins being made in the space. Um, but have no clue how to establish these relationships with these big brands. What would be your best advice? Not necessarily for like pitching yourself, but what's your best advice for establishing your own ish so that you are attractive when those opportunities come about doing the work. Most definitely doing uh, doing the work. A lot of times people um, seek out opportunities or quickly say, oh, such and such don't want to work with me because, and, and, and here's the thing, they'll be like, because I'm black or because I'm a woman or because I, I, I'm fat or because I'm skinny. Well, baby girl, let's talk about it. Let's be really real. When you go and look at your website, it's eight up. When you go and, and look at your bio, you're not even telling who you are, what you are, and what you stand for. You have to do the work. You have to come correct. Here's the thing. I'm always thinking, how can I show up like a Fortune 500 company? I just got a call, phone call from Dunn's, uh, Dunn and Bradstreet. Are you familiar with them? Oh, yes, ma'am. Absolutely. I got a call yesterday, and it was like, oh, two companies uh, uh, pulled an inquiry on you. Really? So here's the thing. People are always watching. Even when you don't believe they're watching, you got to say, you want to go out with your boo, you, you dress up the business way. Website has to be on point. If it's not on point, seek out someone to do that. We're not meant to do everything. And I get that. There are some, some weaknesses that I'm going to have for the remainder of my life. And then there are some strengths that I got and I'm on point, but wherever I'm weak, I hire. So when it's time for those brands to come knocking on my door and you better believe 2019, they are kicking in the door. Hello. I can answer with grace and not be in a rut if you will, and not be like, like oh my God, they want me to uh, you know, put together a deck. I already got all the decks you need. Tell me what you want, and I'm here to show up and provide. Stay, so bottom line, you got to stay ready. Yeah. And you ain't never got to get ready. There you go. Exactly. Exactly. Here's the thing. I always tell people, always keep an umbrella with you because the rain is going to come, whether that's a good thing or a bad thing. Be prepared. Be prepared. And, and, and that was a, a young lady I met in uh, high school and we was in a pageant together. And one of the things she said, if God came a knocking for you today, would you be ready? Mm. That's why I play full out in life and don't have no time for distractions. Because when he come and get me, I need to let him know I am more than ready because I did not fail you. And I stayed on assignment and I played my part. What's next? Hello. Where's that? Look at that. Daddy, I have truly enjoyed this conversation. I know that my ladies appreciate all of these gems that you have been dropping. Please let them know where they can find you online, how they can connect with you on social media, and how they can get in where they fit in with your movement. Yes, absolutely. Thank you so much. Um, you can follow us at Black Girls Travel 2. And girls is plural and 2 is T-O-O. You can connect with me personally. Uh, and this is on Instagram. You can connect with me personally. 
at Danny, that's D-A-N-N-Y, Rivers Mitchell on Instagram. You also can uh, head over to dannyriversmitchell.com and check out uh, my coaching platform, if you will. And uh, if there's any questions that you may have, whether you decide to travel with Black Girls Travel to or not, get at us. Send us an email. We're answering all questions because here's the thing. We want you traveling quicker, sooner, faster. I love it. This has been another game-changing episode of Confessions of a Workaholic, meant to empower and encourage you to get that ass to work. You already have everything you need to get everything you want if you are willing to do the work. Thank you for tuning in. See you next week. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.